We have been in a series called Rhythms. Say Rhythms. We serve a God that is a God of rhythm. Just look at the earth. The sun came up this morning, right? Look at the ocean. There is a rhythm. If you put your fingers on your pulse, you will recognize that there is even a rhythm in your heartbeat. We serve a God of rhythm. How many of you know that he wants us to have a rhythm of a relationship with him? Not just Sundays, but a rhythm of every single day getting in his presence. And the real springboard of this series comes from Matthew eleven twenty eight in the message. If you don't have your Bible, that's cool. We have one on the screens. Uh, the message translation, it says, are you tired? I'm looking around the room, that lack of sleep, that hour of sleep. <laughs> are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? This is what Jesus says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live lightly and freely. How many of you want to live lightly and freely? That does not sound like the Western world that we live in, lightly and freely. Uh, I don't know, you probably, if you've talked to anybody lately, you probably have not heard them say like, hey, how are you doing? You probably, they're probably not saying, no, I'm so bored, I have nothing to do. Usually they say, I am nonstop and I'm tired. But God has a way for us to have a rhythm with him where he calls us to have a real rest. In the first week, we talked about how we are called to really walk with him. That means to pray and spend time with him. That's how we communicate with God. But how many of you know that his word is a way that he communicates with us? And we talked about this last week. We talked about how when Peter and the disciples were in the boat, they were in the middle of a storm, and Jesus was walking on the water, and, and, and they were freaked out because they thought it was a ghost. And Peter, he had boldness, and he said, he said, Jesus, can I walk on the water with you? And Jesus said, yes, come out and walk with me. How many of you know that took some boldness? See, I, I think it's fascinating that we always say Peter was the one that, that drowned or he lost faith, but he was the only one that walked on water. <laughs> I love, the Bible didn't, didn't say, like, if it were me, I would probably, like, tiptoe and see if the water was, like, solid, you know what I mean? But the Bible says that Peter jumped out. Say jump out. Peter jumped out onto the water, and the Bible says as long as his eyes was fixed on Jesus, that he literally walked on the water, and he began to then see the waves and the winds, and he started to sink. And Jesus said, ye of little faith. This speaks to us because when our eyes are focused on Jesus, we are full of faith. We begin to do the things that we cannot do on our own. We begin to get out of the boat. We begin to operate in faith. The Bible says the only thing that pleases God is our faith. It's only faith that pleases God. So how do we get faith? We get faith by focusing on Jesus. What does that mean? Jesus is the word. Can you say that with me? Jesus is the word. Say it again. Jesus is the word. So we focus on Jesus by focusing on his word. And when we begin to operate in faith, it takes the limits off of our life. This is what this means to follow Jesus. This is what it means to really go after God, to have a relationship with God. You live by faith because you are feeding on his word. You are focusing 
on his word, and you start to get full of faith, and you operate in faith. How many of you know we need the limits taken off of our life? We need the limits taken off of our city. We need the limits taken off of our family. I heard one, one day there's this couple, they were newly married, and the wife likes to cook, and they were cooking a ham, and every time she cooked ham, she would cut off the ends of the ham. And the husband was like, why do you cut off the ends of the ham? And she was like, that's just what you do. You cut off the ends of the ham. And he was like, I don't know. I've never seen that. She was like, trust me, if you want a good ham, cut off the ends of the ham. And he was like, I got to figure this out. So he called uh, her mom and was like, can you really tell me why you taught your daughter to cut the ends of the ham? And she was like, I have no clue. That's how we've always done it. We've always cut the ends of the ham. I don't know. Go ask my mom. So then she, <laughs> the guy asked the great-grandmother, why do you cut off the ends of the ham? And the great-grandmother said, well, sweetie, our oven was too small back in the day, and we had to cut the ends of the ham. But isn't it funny, we kind of live like that. We kind of live with limits and religion and how it's always been, even if it's outside of God's word. And God says, I want you to begin to get out of tradition, get out of your limitations, get out of what you think is possible, and begin to get into my word and see truth. And so we live in a time that religion will wear you out. You will be doing things just to do things, and it will wear you out. But a relationship will cause you to be fulfilled. And I'm glad that God has given us his word. And so, you know, uh, it is in his word and the benefits of his word. We will not read the word. We will not get into the word. We will not live in faith if we don't really believe in the benefits. Some of you, you're not going to eat the chicken and salad unless you really think that it's going to benefit you. Pizza always seems better than chicken and salad until you know the benefits of eating chicken and salad. Come on, somebody. So the benefits of the word, when we know the benefits of the word, that's when we start to apply it in our life and we start to see ourselves come into faith. You know, Allie, my, uh, my firstborn, she just started uh, track, getting trained in track, and uh, we brought her to her first training in, uh, in Tulane. And so after the first day, I said, how'd it go? She was like, man, I love it. I was like, what'd you do? She was like, well, to be honest, the, we, it was only an hour, but the first 30 to 45 minutes, we had to stretch. I was like, you stretched for 30 to 45 minutes? She was like, yeah, because my coach knows she's had injuries before. It's the thing that we don't want to do, but if we don't do it, we can have an injury at the end of it. So I go ahead, she said, go ahead and stretch, do the thing that nobody wants to do, and you'll go farther than the people that don't. And in our Christian walk, it's the same way. We, we say, okay, the word of word, I get it, the word of, the word of God. And you're like, no, no, if you want to make it, you got to stretch. You got to do what people don't want to do. Remember Karate Kid, wax on, wax off? Like he wanted to straight go into the battle and learn how to do like flying kicks, crane kicks. But Mr. Miyagi was like, no, we got to go to the basics. Wax on, wax off. He was getting tired of wax on. Can we talk about just conquering and going for? We can, but how many of you know if you don't have the basics and know the benefits of doing what it takes, then at the end you'll get an injury. And how many of you know that this, this faith journey, it is a fight? It is a fight. And how many of you know that we have the victory in Jesus? But we have the victory because of faith. Now, I want to give you a, a quick illustration. Steve or somebody, even my son, if you can just get this table and set it out right here. I got something that I want to show you. 
we got some of the guys coming up. Last week, we started the seven benefits of the Word. Now, the Word of God is like your survival pack. No, the, not too long ago, just come on up. Not too long ago, my son bought a uh, Swiss Army knife, and uh, Swiss Army knives today are, uh, have a lot more things on it than they did back in the day. Thank you, guys. They have a lot more things on it than they did back in the day, and if you don't know how to use all those things, you will only use the basics, right? The Word of God, if you don't know all the benefits, you'll only get one benefit of the Word, but when you know all of the Word's benefits, you'll start to get hungry for the Word, and it's not like, oh man, I didn't read my Word, I feel bad. No, you say, oh man, I'm hungry, I need the Word. It's not about not reading the word. It's like, man, I desire the word. I'm hungry for it. Do I do it because I'm going to feel bad? No, I do it because I need it. I know the benefits of it, right? And so we talked about the benefits of the word of God. And uh, the first one was this. The first one was that the word of God is our spiritual hydration. Say hydration. This is how we literally, we literally... When we listen to God's word, when we, like right now, listening to God's word, it's not the words out of my mouth, but out of God's word, it spiritually hydrates us. Jesus said, I, if you come to me, I will give you living water. Say living water. Now, when you are listening to God's word, when you're listening to God's word, it will begin to nourish you. It will begin to cause you to really get clean. See, some of you don't know why you feel really good after you leave church. It's not just because of good church. It's because you heard the word and it washes you. So the more that you hear the word, the more you're going to be washed. The more that you're washed, the more you can hear his voice. So today, we have podcasts, we have the Bible app with 13,000 uh, <laughs> translations and on audio. I want to encourage you to continually listen to the Word because it cleanses us. The Bible says it is just like uh, how Christ cleanses the church with His words, and He gave His life for us. When we read the Word, when we read the Word or listen to the Word, it cleanses us. How many of you need a good bath every once in a while? I hope you haven't taken a, I hope you take a bath every day. Maybe you don't, but you should. And if, if, if you don't, then uh, you're probably going to get a little stinky. And if we don't get in the Word and let the Word wash us, we can spiritually get a little stinky. You can even see it on somebody's accountant, uh, countenance, right? You can see it on their countenance when you're like, oh, you haven't been in the Word. Because <laughs> like, like, we start to get an attitude. We start, have you ever just been like grumpy in an attitude? And you're like, yeah, because when you wash the word, it begins to give you new perspective. And it begins, it begins to wash over you and cleanse you. That's why I love hanging out with other believers. Because the Bible says, as you walk with each other, that, you, that there's cleansing that takes place when you walk in unity, right? And so the first thing is water of the word. Uh, David said this. He said, as a deer pants for water, so my soul pants for you. How many of you need to get spiritually hydrated? The second thing is this. The word of God is literally our spiritual food. I got a lot of stuff in here. I'm going to try to find it. Last week I had some beef jerky. This week I think, I, how many of you know the word of God is our spiritual food? It strengthens us. 
The, the word of God, this is your survival pack. You are in a journey. You're going to go through storms. You're going to go through things. But how many of you know you can go through fire and not smell like smoke when you live by faith? And so when you eat spiritual food, this is like reading the word of God. You're like, I'm not a reader. We'll become one. <laughs> because Jesus, even to fight off the enemy, had to begin to know the word of God, read the word of God. And so it's, it's, it's important that we know that even Jesus said, I don't live by bread alone, but every word that comes from our father. So if you want a survival pack, you have a survival pack in your Bible, and one benefit is for you to get cleansed, the other benefit is for you to get fed. And if you don't get fed, you can get weak. Number three, say number three. We talked about this, this is a recap, I feel like I'm in elementary school. Uh, number three, God says that my word is like oxygen. He actually said in 2 Timothy, it says all scripture is God breathed. Say God breathed. It's literally like spiritual breath. It's God-breathed. This root word, um, it's a Greek word. It's theonotesis. That's, say that three times. But it's literally, it means inspiration, God-breath. God's word is God-breathed. And how many of you know if you go in some high altitude, you need some oxygen? If you get into the pressures of life, you need some oxygen. Look at your neighbor and say, you need some oxygen. You can't live long without oxygen. God's word, when you begin to memorize God's word, it will give you oxygen and fresh breath. Did you know that Jewish children by the age of 10 had to memorize the Pentateuch, which is the five first books of the Bible? But yes, and Leviticus. All of it. Have you tried to read Leviticus? It's tough. By the age of 10, they could memorize the Pentateuch. And so um, in our life, even God in that time, he said, I want, you to, I want you to memorize scripture, put it on your doorpost, put it on your mirror, put it everywhere, because I want you to memorize this because it is going to literally give you breath when the pressure's on. How many of you know that we need breath when the pressure's on? I've seen too many Christians get choked out because they relied on just, you know, the once a week fix, but God is saying, I, I will begin to relieve you of that pressure when you begin to dive into my word. Amen? The fourth thing is this. Say number four. Number four is the light of God's word. The light of God's word. How many of you know that we need the light of God's word? So the light of God's word is very important. The Bible says his word is a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. I'm only shining on people that I know so nobody gets embarrassed. But... Like, please don't shine it on me. Please, God. <laughs> the word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And so how, how do we get this? When we begin to meditate, say meditate. When we meditate on God's word, it changes the way we think, and we are able to know the dis right decisions to make. This is how we follow Jesus. Don't be conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable will of God. So God, when we begin to meditate, say meditate. This word actually means to chew on. When we chew on God's word, when we read God's word and think about it, it transforms the way that we think and we begin to know what is the will of God. You need to give me a hand for that recap really quick. <laughs> I got three more and I'm going to try to do it in 
uh, 10 minutes. Number five. Say number five. We need to know. Leah, I stole this from uh, Leah's counter today, and I told her I was taking it, and she said, if you don't bring it home, I'm going to kill you. Um, The Word of God, does this thing light up? Oh, there's a button in the back. All right. The Word of God is like a mirror. This is what the Bible says. The Word of God is your mirror. I don't know why you women want these things. I looked at it for 10 seconds, and I saw a whole lot of gray hairs that I didn't know. That I had y'all got all kinds of stuff like my soap. I've got the three-in-one I got the body wash the hair wash and the face wash all in one You guys y'all have a plethora you take the whole side of the bathroom with your face care, right? It's okay How many of you know that when when you look at a picture? What is the first thing that you look at be honest? You look at yourself when you look at a picture and you know that you're in it the first thing you're looking for is yourself it's just human nature. As a matter of fact, Leah, um, she loved this picture that we took together when we first got married. She loved the picture so much that she blew it up and put it on the wall. She didn't even recognize that I had a big nose hair in the picture. It was like the only thing that was glistening in the sun. I'm like, you didn't even look at me. You just wanted to look good in the picture. See, the mistake that people do when they go into the Word of God, they try to go into the Word of God and look for themselves. But God does not want us to go into the Word and look for ourselves. He he wants us to go in the Word to look for Him. And when we find Him, we find ourselves. Let's look at this. Can we look at this? See, how many of you know that even a mirror in your uh, survival pack you, you, can, you can get a SOS from a mirror. You can let that thing reflect the sun, and you can get some help. You can even build a fire with a mirror. And so God says, my word is like a mirror. Let's look at this. It's in James 1, 24 through 25. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word. Say mirror of the word. But then you go out and forget your divine origin. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessings in all that they do. Now, I want to explain this. When you go into God's word, you are not looking for yourself. You are looking for God. You are literally reflecting who God is. When you look in God's mirror, we should see Jesus, and it's Jesus that we see in us. Are you following me? We should see who we are, and when we begin to visualize who God says that we are, we begin to change. You know, it's an interesting story in the Bible that the Egyptians, when they got out of the hands of Pharaoh, and they were going into the wilderness, they had, the Egyptians gave them clothes, gave them gold, and Uh, They also, the women had a lot of mirrors, and they were going into the wilderness, and God told Moses to do something. He said, I want you to take all the mirrors, I want you to take all the mirrors, and I want you to melt it down, and we're going to make a laver at the temple, which represented being washed by the word of God, and he began to make labors for the temple, and when, before you would go wash your hands, you would see the reflection through that water. 
This is what God is saying. I don't want you to have a mirror of the past in, in Egypt anymore. I want you to burn the things that you used to see yourself, the way you used to view yourself, and I want you to begin to view yourself through the Word of God. I want you to view yourself through the lens of God, not your past, not what you've gone through, but what my Word says, begin to view yourself then. How many of you know He wants us to visualize who we are and what we can do in His Word? See, when we begin to visualize this, we begin to see who we are. We begin to see who, see, the Bible says that our life is hidden in Christ. Say hidden. So in other words, when you find his word and you find Jesus in his word, the attributes of who he is and his very character, you literally find yourself because he lives in you. Isn't that awesome? So this is the mirror of the word see I want you I want you this week I want to challenge you to begin to visualize God's blessings in your life if God says you're righteous how does that look like in your life picture who you are in Jesus picture who your family is in Jesus God works in our life by visualizing God spoke to Abraham gave him a big word he said first of all Abram if you want to really receive this word, I got to change your identity. I got to change your very name from Abram to Abraham. And then when you begin to see who you are, I want you to begin to look out into the sky. Even though you have no children, I want you to begin to visualize your descendants, number them in the sky, begin to visualize my word, and I'm going to do what only I can do. Let me ask you, what do you visualize about yourself? What do you visualize about your family? What do you visualize about your finances? Because when you begin to visualize, see, it is the Holy Spirit works in dreams and visions. And so we're, we're going towards what we see. If you see devastation and fear and lack, that's what you're going towards. But if you see God's word, how many of you ridden a bike and tried to teach your kids how to ride a bike? When they're riding the bike, they tend to look at the mailbox, not the hit, but they go towards the mailbox because they're looking at it. They're looking at the mailbox. You're like, don't look at the mailbox. Look ahead. But they're looking at the mailbox, and they're going straight for the mailbox because you are going to go where you see. How many of you want to begin to see your life through the word of God? Trey, come and play for us, man, if you can. Number two is this. Number two is this. Now, you know, um, this is, I'm sorry. Number six is this. Number six is this. I had a little bitty, uh, I had a little bitty knife, and I knew if I needed like a dagger or a real knife, I need to call somebody on the West Bank. So uh, <laughs> they gave me a real knife. They're like, you, you think that was a knife? This is a knife. So the Bible talks about the word actually being the sword of the spirit, right? It actually means to be the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit actually meant like a dagger. Say dagger. It meant a dagger. It was hand-to-hand -hand combat. And the way that we use the Word of God is when we speak His Word, the enemy has to move. How many of you know that we're made dramatic? How many of you know? I felt like I need to change my voice. That was great, man. Just waking us up. That was good. I just felt the room shifts. How many of you know speaking the word is important? I'm making y'all nervous with this knife. I'm just going to put it down. <laughs> Leah keeps looking at the knife. It's all right. 
When we speak the word of God, how many of you know that's power that goes through the word of God? And God begins to open ways. He begins to do things. Let me ask you, when's the last time you spoke to your circumstances? Are, your, are you speaking to your circumstances? Or are your circumstances speaking to you? You will react to the loudest voice in your life. How many of you want the loudest voice in your life to be the word of God? Even Jesus, when the enemy came to tempt him, he began to speak God's very word. And the enemy had to flee. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. You can tell when the enemy's, listen, the enemy hates us because we remind him of God. We're made in the image of God. The enemy wants to stop you, but I'm here to give you good news. He has no right to touch you. But he wants to be an accuser. He wants to begin to threaten you. But how many of you know that no weapon formed against you will prosper? But we will live with those suggestions and that fear if we don't take our sword and begin to speak the truth. Some of you, you got to get tired of getting knocked around and begin to open your mouth as a weapon and begin to say, no, I am the righteousness of Christ. You need to begin to say, no, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I, I, am, I literally have the righteousness of God in me. I am one with him. I am favored. I'm accepted. I'm acquitted. I'm adopted. I'm the healed, not the hurt. Come on, I have the fruit of the Holy Spirit in my life. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The word has never said in the, ever in the word that you, you will see yourself or that you are going to come into poverty and lack. David said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or begged for bread. When the finances start barking at you, you need to come back with God's word. How many of you know that God says that he's going to give you the blessing of Abraham? You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the country. Everything that you're touched is blessed because God is living on the inside of you. Come on, I believe when you begin to speak it, you'll begin to change the trajectory of your life, and you'll start to go into blessings in your life. It's up to us. It's up to us to stand up and say, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm going to begin to speak God's word. Come on, if you believe that, just stand up right where you are. I actually skipped one. One was the shield of faith. And the shield of faith is so important. Ephesians 6 says, pick up the shield of faith. Because a lot of us, we are so bombarded by the things of the world that we are not seeing God clearly. But when we actually study the word of God, the Bible says to study to show yourself approved. When you begin to study God's word, you begin to recognize what his voice is saying to you. And so you will begin to know what voices are not from God and what voices are from God, and your faith will be like a shield. Your faith will be like a shield. So the enemy will, the Bible calls it fiery darts. See, a lot of you don't think you hear from God, but you do. Look at your neighbor and say, you do. Because I have never heard from God by the, the sky open up and trumpets come out and uh, there's an audible voice. I believe that that can happen, but God speaks to us by thoughts. And the war, the war is with our thoughts. Either we're going to dodge the thoughts of the enemy and accept the word of God, or we're going to let the lies of the enemy still kill and destroy our lives. How many of you want to get tired of the lies of the enemy, begin to stop the fiery darts, begin to speak his word, and see victory in our life? See, we have authority. We have the authority of Jesus. The centurion soldier said, 
said, Jesus, can you come help my servant? He's paralyzed, he's about to die. And Jesus said, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll come. And he said, you don't have to come. He said, I'm a soldier, I understand. I'm a man under authority. And if I speak the word, then those under my authority have to go and, and, and conquer the word that was spoken. And Jesus said, I've never seen such great faith as this. This is the principle. When you begin to speak God's word, things have to move because it's literally the King of kings and the Lord of lords word being spoke out of your mouth. You might not see it immediately, but God, will. his word never returns void. It never returns void. So you might not see it initially. Sometimes you can. But how many of you know we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. And you begin to continue to speak God's word, and you're going to see God's word actually take over your life. Do you believe that? Poverty is not for you. Sickness is not for you. Lack is not for you. Unfaithfulness is not for you. Bitterness is not for you. Come on, it's not for you. You got to begin to say that I, I, I'm coming to a place where I am whole. I am healed. I'm the delivered. I am the free. Next time you mess up, you need, to, you need to just stop and say, or before you mess up, even if you have the wrong feelings and thoughts, you need to begin to say, I'm the righteousness of Christ. You might not think it or feel it, but it doesn't go by your thoughts or your feelings. It goes by truth. And when you stand on truth, you'll begin to see the victory in your life. Do you believe that? Come on. If you want this right now, just lift your hands. And before I pray for you about being in a place where you, you, shield, you shield those lies and you begin to operate with the sword and the spirit and you begin to dig in God's word. Before I do this, I, I, I want to pray for anybody here that doesn't have a relationship with God, either online or in the building. Don't try to get everything together and come to God. Come to God and he'll get it all together. We have a team that's praying. The Bible says that when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And I want to lead you in a prayer. And I believe that when you say this prayer today, not only do your sins go as far as the east is to the west, but you begin to enter into a relationship with Jesus. Your past is over. You're a new creation. Can we say that prayer together? Come on, let's say that together. Say, in the name of Jesus, I come to you. Thank you that you died for me, that you rose again, and that you're alive today. I turn from my own way, and I pick up your way. From this day forward, I make you my Lord and my Savior. I want to follow you all the days of my life. With nobody looking around, if you said that prayer, just lift up your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Or online. Let us know. You can put that down. Lord, I thank you for everybody that lifted their hand. Lord, I thank you that they will get plugged into a local body that believes in them. Let their roots go down deep and let them be fruitful for you. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to make them solid in the name of Jesus. Now, Church 54, if you say, you know what, 
I'm ready to live in victory. Just lift up your hand right where you are. I want you to picture yourself getting in the Word of God, beginning to see who Jesus is, beginning to decipher who's God's voices versus your own thoughts or the enemy. Begin to see yourself conquering. Listen, you might have been weak and tired with no motivation, but God's going to cause you to start to visualize God's Word, and you're going to step into the blessings, not just for your life, but your family's life. I just felt like God put on my heart, you know what, if you're in God's word, you know what, you are shielding yourself, and you are using the sword of the spirit, then begin to take up these things and do it for others. Begin to declare others freedom. Begin to live your life in prayers and declaring freedom over their life. Lord, we thank you. We put on the armor of God today, and we thank you for your word, that your word is true. We thank you today that you're causing us to be people of faith. Lord, that, that we knock off distractions and we knock off those things that are trying to keep us from operating in the impossible. And Lord, we say today that we're making a decision to find you to shield and begin to declare your word. We thank you that we're going to step into victory, not by power, not by might, but by your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody says amen. Come on, give God a hand today. Come on, give God a shout.